Welcome to Bible Nerds, a Bible study podcast for people who want to know what the Bible says and learn how to study it on their own. In each episode, we are joined by friends ranging from expert scholars and theologians to novice Bible readers. Together, we dive into a passage to find out what it says about God, about people, and about obedience to gain a better understanding of our relationship with God. I'm Sam Davis, a missionary with Bridges International in San Diego, California. On this episode of Bible Nerds, we're joined by Chris Guilford and Monica Baer. Today's study topic of God Creates took us to Psalm 19, where we learned how creation testifies to God. Hey everyone, my name's Chris. I'm a cross-cultural worker in Nepal. I live in Kathmandu. Hi, I'm Monica. I am a project manager in Germany. So, welcome to Bible Nerds. We're just going to discuss a Bible passage and show you that it's actually really easy to go through the Bible. We're going to choose one kind of at random. So, we're going to Psalm 19. How about Chris reads it? Okay, Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and it follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant, keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Such a nice song. Yeah. What do we think are some words that might be confusing, that might need to be defined? I guess for an international student, the decrees might be like a question. What is What are decrees, I guess? That yeah. might just be relevant. Well, how would you describe decrees to a student? Laws. Laws or rules. The word craftsmanship is a pretty big word. Yeah. Uh, that's the ability to create something well. Or yeah, the skill of your hands. Yeah, skill yeah. of your hands. Mm-hmm. In verse 9, it says mm-hmm. reverence to the Lord is pure. Like, what does it mean? What does reverence mean? I, even when I read that verse, I'm like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Huh. How would you Just, define that? Like all? Like all? Yeah. All? yeah. All. I'm always happy to help with the English language. <laughs> I think it's like a combination of awe and respect. Mm. So it's kind of like you respect someone because of the awe that they deserve. I think that's what reverence is. It's some kind of balance between. Like for international, another two words would be like um, lurking and redeemer. I think they are probably not the, the obvious ones. 
How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? That's like, that's like a lying in hiding. It's like evil hiding. Like yeah. I don't hide in your house. Like if I hid in your house, it's funny, but lurking <laughs> in your house is like bad. Evil hiding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> lurking would translate to in Chinese to be like evil hiding. <laughs> that's awesome. Evil hiding. What about redeemer? I mean, one who redeems, right? <laughs> So I think you could probably say a redeemer is someone who saves you. So great. Yeah. So we've, we've defined confusing words. So Chris, thank you for reading that. Monica, could you maybe give this a glance and retell this passage in your own words? This is always harder in a passage that is not a story. Yeah. And if you, Basically, if you... um, God, um, David praising God, looking at like creation and praising him and everything that um, God has made from like the heavens and the earth. Basically, he's retelling the creation story, but in like a, um, a song of praise. Nice. And then he says like how all of this is like a perfect and how he can um, trust God. And yeah, actually how God is fulfilling him and giving, yeah, helping him to understand um, living. Yeah. Epsom is really Difficult to sum up in, in, in your own words. I, I think that's um, a great way to sum it up. And then basically, oh yeah, that's the, uh, David seeing how, how he's actually not fitting in with all this perfection. Um, but, um, and that there's a, um, um, a need for God to do work in him. I, I think that's a great description. Wow. You're welcome. Chris, anything to add? Really paint a picture of what God has done in the world. And just, I don't know, I just like nature, so I think it's really cool. Now we're going to ask three questions, and this is the discover section. We discover things from this passage. So we're going to ask, what does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about people? And what does obedience look like from this passage? Let's pick out things this says about God. And there's a lot of things in here. Yeah, very many. Uh, verse one, the heavens proclaim his glory. So the heavens say something about how amazing God is. I like that it says day after day. It's like the continual, they, they continue to speak God's praise. Because they don't yeah. run out of things. That's kind of cool, hey? Yeah. I think it also says something about the the holiness of God. Like, it basically, like, 7011 is, like, um, putting him kind of more, like, um, into this, like, um, position basically God is perfect trustworthy um, he's bringing joy to my heart everything is clear everything's pure everything's true it's kind of like the holiness of God how we like depart like apart from that and um, yeah. then 12 14 it also like um, shows like in um, in separation like our lower position yeah that's really good it looks like if you're looking at verses one through four, it's, it's like really lofty. It's saying the heavens proclaim his glory and even all throughout the earth. So, you know, we can say from this, okay, if he's, if his glory is being proclaimed, then, then he is glorious, right? Then he is worthy of being praised in that way. Mm. And then it just, it really begs the question, like, well, well, what is it about God that makes him so, so glorious? And what Monica just pointed out, it's it's sort of like answering that question. You know, it's like, well, his instructions are perfect. <laughs> the decree is trustworthy. Like, he's right. Yeah. It's like making a case yeah. almost. 
That's cool because I think usually like you're told like someone is worthy of your time and attention because they're like kind of so much better than you or more powerful. And God is those things, but he's trustworthy. So he's like safe. His commandments are right. It brings, and it says in verse eight, it says they bring joy to the heart and they give insight mm-hmm. for living. So it's like, it sounds like it will also benefit me, which is oh, a bonus. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it says in verse nine, the laws, um, the the laws of the Lord are true and each one is fair. Whereas I think we're used to people being in authority over us and it's not fair. It's oh. not things they do aren't necessarily true. Their laws aren't true. They're not fair. They don't play by their own rules. But actually, this says they're more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. And they're sweeter than honey, even like honey that's still on the, there's another international student thing, honey on the comb, still on the wax thingy. Wax thingy, really. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners, Chris is fluent in Mandarin. And Monica um, is, she's pretty good in German, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's only her first language. So it's, <laughs> I love studying with these two because you get insight from the, the other languages and how the Bible has been translated into those other languages too. And maybe these other word concepts as well. In five and six, I think we, we passed that up. So um, one thing we can learn about God is that he's He's made a home in the heavens for the sun. So he's so great. It's like looking at the sun, you're like, well, who can even touch the sun? He's like, not only do I touch it, I made a home for it. You know, God is, he's so great. Yeah. Yeah, it says nothing can hide from its heat, but it seems like he's more powerful than it. It also, it seems, I don't know if it says it exactly, but in verse 12, it says, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Mm-hmm. It's, it implies that God knows them. It seems that how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. So it sounds like the writer of the psalm thinks that God is capable of cleansing mm-hmm. hidden faults. Yeah. yeah. And it even says in verse 14 that he is the redeemer. He's three things, Lord, rock, and redeemer. And it I don't think that's meant to be repetitive, right? For some reason, those are unique. Yeah. Things, Lord. So, like, he's he's the one. Like, he the, the author of this psalm is saying, "I want you to be in control." And the rock, he's like, "And you're stable enough to be that I can stand on." You know, like, I, maybe the foundation. Yeah, foundation. Thanks for the help with English. And and the redeemer. As you said before, he's the one who saves. If you think of any other things that we learned about God from this passage later on, feel free to throw them out. But let's move on to people. What does this say about people? Hmm. What we learned about people is that sin lurks in our hearts. I mean, that's that's definitely apparent. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I'm looking at the beginning and it feels like there's not very much about us at the beginning. Yeah, I think actually it's, it's mostly um, 12 to 14 that are about us, right? Mm, so it's basically about like our imperfection and how we can't get rid of like anything wrong in ourselves other than like God doing, getting rid of it from us, for us. Yeah. Like this, like in, in verse um, 13, like um, basically this keep, don't let them um, 
kind of like this, like you have to do something so I can be. It sounds like mm. these laws are good for people. Mm. What's that about us? It's all about God. I don't know. Like it sounds like our souls can be revived by these laws. It yeah. sounds like we can be made the wise, the simple can be made wise by the decrees of the Lord. It sounds like we, like people can have joy brought to, brought to their hearts by the commands of God. And we can have insight for living. Like, I don't think like, I don't think the person who wrote this is saying giraffes have joy in their heart by this. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of a giraffe. I mean, it was a random animal that popped into my head. I think because they bring joy. Um, <laughs> the outtakes of this are going to be great. Oh yeah. This is, this is solid. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's true. And that's one of my favorite things to do with these is to see, like, what are the passive things you can know? And you're right, even though 7 through 10 doesn't say anything about humans specifically, we can learn, like, well, since there are perfect instructions, then that means we have instructions that are perfect. Yeah. And then it says they revive the soul. So that kind of sounds like it's probably talking about a person. I think this also says about us that A, we are also part of creation. You know, and God loves us. You know, I think that can be true. If he's giving us this perfect law and he's trustworthy and he's right. And if 14 is true, he's a redeemer and he wants to redeem us. Yeah. Someone with all those attributes. First, I was like, where are you getting that from? But someone who is, whose instructions revive the soul, they make people wise, they bring joy, they give insight. The laws are fair. Like that sounds like, like someone who loves you and cares about you. Mm-hmm. And then you said it. I forgot the redeemer. Yeah, he saves you. I think particularly actually the, the um, verse eight with the joy, because I think everything else you could still say like maybe God's just a clever businessman, but what would he have like from us being joyful? That's actually clearly something for us. So it's yeah. actually a loving act. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. I think it's also interesting that the writer of this this psalm wants to please God. The may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Yeah. Yeah. And like Mom said before, we have the, the ability to receive joy from these things and we have the ability to receive insight from these things. And mm. So we are simple and we can be made wise and we are if we are without joy we can receive it. Okay, cool. So now what does this passage say about obedience? What does obedience look like from this passage? I guess like being pleasing to God, like I'm thinking verse 14, like um, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. So it's kind of like the the obedience is like what is coming out of my mouth and what is like actually going on in my heart, I guess. Mm. That that's pleasing to God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just what's on the outside, not just the words out of my mouth, mm. but also what's in my heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's- but I think with regards to obedience, probably like the, the word of my mouth is a little bit easier than um, what is going on in my heart, I guess. Because, yes. I mean, I have more control over what is coming out of my mouth than I have control over what is happening in my heart. Well, I think it's important that he says the meditation of my heart. What is David spending his time on, spending his time mm-hmm. thinking about and giving his attention and energy to in his heart? Yeah. You know? I think it's also obvious do Monica and what you said it's hard to know what's going on in your heart because in verse 12 it talks about how sin is lurking 
And like, mm-hmm. it's obvious that it's hard to know because lurking is a bad thing and you wouldn't let something lurk there if you knew it was there. So like, <laughs> yeah, I think that implies that we often don't know or we don't necessarily have full control over some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that's interesting is like, um, usually when if you look at what do you obey from this passage, you kind of have to like look at, but this is, this passage talks about instructions. We were talking about how do you define decrees? And in the verse before it talks about instructions from the Lord. Then the next verse is de- part of that verse is decrees. And the next verse is commandments. Then there's commands. Then there's laws. So it's actually got all these words that are actually about obedience. And usually like it always it sounds unpleasant, but it actually makes it sound like obeying God is good for you. Like instead of the instructions, they're not only perfect, but they revive the soul. So that's like, that sounds nice. They're trustworthy. That's good. But they also make people wise. Yeah. They're right, which, you know, it's good that they're right. But as Mon said before, they bring joy to us. Mm. They're clear. We always like it when people are clear. But they're not only clear. They don't tell you, you know, it's COVID. These are the rules. And everyone's like, what am I in the last week? They give insight for living. Normal rules don't give, like, rules, like, from the government don't usually give insight for living unless they're about, like, hand washing or something. (laughs) (laughs) And these ones are desirable. When has anyone ever said a law is so desirable to me? This is more desirable than gold. Like, that's not a thing, but, like, particularly my personality. But even people who like rules, not many people say, that they're sweeter than honey, even honey dripping straight out of the of the comb. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. The, it sounds like the Lord is someone who's worth obeying. I love how timely these were. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> yeah, I think that's really great, Chris. That as far as you know, the obedience part. How cool is it that not only are these obedience is clearly seen here like you said instructions decrees commands but that we can enjoy it and be like oh i can't wait to put god's commands because there's joy in it so what does obedience look like it looks like joy from this passage yeah i think it also looks like the bit about it that's scary though is the bit about asking god to cleanse you from your hidden faults Mm -hmm. yeah how can i do all the things lurking in my heart it's a terrifying thought that God knows all of those things. Right, but he does. Oh, sorry, I was thinking that was like a great combination to um, like the, the, the bit of like joy in obedience because particularly like, I, I don't know, but like, I know you a little bit, like I don't feel like obeying something is like the greatest joy you feel like in, in an earthly setting, like just saying like that. <laughs> I'm being personally attacked. <laughs> it's a number seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Chris and I are both Enneagram sevens, and that is pretty accurate. I, I mean, we are giving myself a high five for you. We just high five. <laughs> I feel like there's more obedience stuff in here. Oh, there's like the whole psalm sa- um, is like obedience. Yeah. Except for like the first verses, but it's like basically from verse seven on all the way to the end. Yeah, you're right. Like at the beginning, he tells you how awesome he is, so you know that you should obey him. 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. David saying the he- like creation declares God's glory, and here's why. Here's how awesome he is, and this is why I I too want to declare God's glory, yeah. but I keep failing. Yeah. So God is yeah. he's, he's saying yeah. so God redeem me, save me, be my rock, be my Lord, so that what I do is actually like creation and praising. And there is a bit of a difference too that's cool because in verse 2 it says they speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Mm. So it says they do all this, but they can't speak. But we can. Like, And it kind of says, it says that later on, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Like there's something that we can do that they can't. And I think you're right that you said like they display his craftsmanship and their glory just by doing the things that he created them to do. And we display the same thing by obeying the instructions. But they don't have a choice. And yeah. we do have the choice. And we, we you know, disobedient while, like, the heavens and the skies just don't have the choice. They just, like, be. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just be. <laughs> don't be old. <laughs> okay, so now that we've seen what this passage says about God, what it says about people, what it says about obedience, let's make an I will statement. So in the light of this passage, how will your week be different? Well, I will ask God to like help me with like, um, words 14, 14, 12, no, 14, like um, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, because like, honestly, it's nothing that I'm in control of, like God needs to help me with that. Yeah. You know, how David was known as being, at least at one point in his life, known as being a man after God's own heart, you know. Um, and that's that's something I try, I try to think about and pray about, like, how can I be like that, you know. And I think it's, like, you're, you got it. It's this passage right here. He's praying, may everything I do be pleasing to you. You know, the words in my mouth, the meditation mm-hmm. in my heart. I agree. And I think that's what's so cool about this study this type of study is that you could literally just say you don't have to come up with some crazy thing you can say it, it says it in the passage right here and that's my i will statement that's my takeaway mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to obey people who are in authority over you mm. um sam can tell stories i feel like we all can tell stories <laughs> um, i think it's reminding me that like actually like the instructions like when I read about like the instructions of the law are perfect, they're trustworthy, the commandments of the law are right. And I think if you if you believe that the people who are put in authority over you are put there by God, that you should actually trust that. You should, you know, be willing to obey them. So I think that's challenging for me, knowing the sin that's lurking like in your heart, because you know that like those like things in your heart actually affect like the relationships you have with other people. Mm. Um, and so yeah. asking God to kind of um, protect protect your heart and to reveal like those things to you so that you can like, so I can kind of get rid of them as opposed to being really frustrated and bitter towards someone or a situation or whatever it might be. Yeah, so I think that's something I can definitely pray about this week. Mm. And I think ultimately like what is like, in our heart is going to come out either way. So it's actually yeah. like the thing we need to ask God for. Yeah. But if it comes out this, like by asking God to take it away, then by damaging other, like 
relationships and friendships and whatever it might be mm -hmm. in the relationship yeah. with God. And then it's easy to say like, oh, but if humans were as perfect and trustworthy and clear and all those things, it would be easy to follow them. But honestly, I, that's not even true because God is perfect and clear and we yeah. have a hard time following him. Yeah. I think that's like, yeah, I think it's just, it's not, yeah, we have a hard time following God. We have a hard time following others. And I think the sin that is probably lurking in my heart is just pride. Mm. Or like, I'm, I'm better than you. Why should I have to obey this rule? Yeah. Verse 13, keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's something I need to pray this week. Yeah. I need... Can it be an I need? My I will statement yeah. is that I think I need to ask God to help me um, believe that his instructions are perfect and trustworthy. Because if you don't believe like the all the positive things you see about God in this, it doesn't make you want to obey him. Mm. And so I think like I need to ask him to help me. Uh, so this week I will ask him to help me with that. And also, I know that I can't know all the sins lurking in my heart, but like, I think that you have these fears and doubts because of like things that you believe incorrectly about God. So when it says like, how can I know my lurking sin? If I find God hard to obey, obviously there's something I'm not trusting about him or about, mm -hmm. yeah. So I need to, uh, this week I will spend some time trying to understand that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was it lurking? Tell me again. Um, evil hiding. Yeah, I think Chris is particularly good at like having like a description for words. Yeah, and you typically you only use two words. But that's mm. because that's how Chinese works. Everything is pairs. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. Like it's giving you math skills. Yeah. I looked it up in Chinese, but I couldn't find any word that said heart. So I need to like look through and find out what lurking is. But I'll let you know. <laughs> hey guys, I think I think we did it. We've gone through Psalm 19. Woo! High five! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, we learned a lot about Psalm 19, so we're just gonna say a quick prayer and then say goodbye. So we retold the story, so it's Sam's okay, turn. You're right. It's my turn. Okay, uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our time together. Thank you for helping us to learn a bit more about who you are about your creation mm -hmm. and about who we are and our desire and our, our need for you as the Lord, you as rock and you as redeemer. Lord, we pray as it says in verse 14, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. Cool. Thank you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Everyone Bye. Have a good day. We like to think of a nerd as someone who wants to know as much as they can about a subject or topic. Our goal at Bible Nerds is to show you that anyone can be a Bible nerd. We want to know what does your obedience look like? What is your I will statement? Let us know in the comments below. If you have a prayer request or any questions, email us at wearebiblenerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.